ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in the Lord Jesus Christ, who are born again and who are saved, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family. My wife is one of my foes, Marika White, for she stole some of my Father's Day cake that my baby daughter, Danielle Elizabeth Breedlove White, made for me. And by the way, I named all of my children. <coughs> I suggest all fathers do the same. But anyway, be that as it may. Uh, to the standing between the living and the dead. Prayer, devotional, memorial, family, and evangelistic service, family members, my beloved. This is Daniel White the third, the son of Daniel White Jr., the father of Daniel White the fourth, Daniel Ezekiel White and Duran, President of Gospel Light Society International with the White House, daily reading of the Chronological Bible. Episode number 583, where I simply read the Holy Bible in the King James Version each day in chronological order. This unique viewpoint allows us to read the whole Bible as a single story and to see the unfolding of God's plan in history in the present and in the future. Today, my beloved, we're reading Proverbs chapter 8 verses 11 through 20. Shall we pray? Holy Father God in heaven, <coughs> hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And Holy Father God, we praise you and we thank you for your love, your mercy, and your grace. We praise you and we thank you for your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, your Holy Spirit, and your Holy Word, and help all of us to not only pray, but to pray what we mean, and to mean what we pray at every, at every given time, that you lead us to pray, you prompt us to pray, as we read about on yesterday. And so, Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical, 
blessings that you have bestowed upon us down through the years in answer to many prayers and then Lord you blessed us even when we didn't pray for certain things and we give you the glory the praise and the honor we thank you for the millions and the many and the manifold blessings that you have bestowed upon each and every one of us those of us who are born again and saved and Lord where we have sinned against you in any way in word thought deed or attitude and spirit for Jesus Christ's sake please forgive us of our sins our faults and our failures as we from our hearts by your grace forgive those who have sinned against us and Lord I pray for those who are part of the beloved who are saved and born again crush and crucify our wicked evil and ungodly flesh within us and the old man within us and fill us Lord afresh and anew with the fullness and the power the unction and the anointing the fruit and the liberty Lord of your Holy Spirit and Holy Father God in heaven I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, Lord I pray for uh, the salvation of all people who are religious but lost and those who are irreligious and lost I include in my prayer my wife Marika White of over 34 years and I remember when you showed me how that she may not be born again uh, many years ago when Danny my oldest daughter with her was a baby and uh, Holy Father God uh, it has been confirmed many times as she has uh, stolen things from me and from the children and have lied about it uh, throughout the years as she this past week stole my father's day cake that my baby daughter Danielle Elizabeth Brelove White made for me on Father's Day and uh, Holy Father God I pray that she uh, will uh, come clean and confess uh, that sin of lying and stealing uh, two commandments that uh, she has broken in doing that and uh, it would if it was just a one-time thing it would be one thing but she cannot uh, she acts like she cannot help herself and so I do pray that in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ you would save her so that she would allow you to humble that she would humble herself down and allow you to save her soul and I pray for others in our family on both sides who have a similar issue <clears throat> that you would open their blinded eyes and stop their deaf ears uh, because of what she has done uh, this is another month where she will not be able to take communion because she's still lying about it and so Holy Father God I do pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would indeed 
cast out the devil and the demons of hell and the satanic demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias out of uh, my wife Marika White and others in our family and in churches and families that name the name of Christ across this country and around the globe. Lord, of course, uh, the sweet evangelicals, uh, which includes the sweet Baptists and Bible church folk. We don't like to talk about the ugliness and the sin in our families because we're supposed to make everybody think that we're just wonderful and great and Danny and our family is just picture perfect and that is just not the case not only with my family but it's not the case with any family because we're all unfortunately wicked sinners uh, even after we get saved we sin and do things we ought not to do and so Holy Father God thank you for showing me a long time ago at Bible Baptist Bible College, uh, Bible Baptist College of Atlanta, I hope I have the name right, uh, in Decatur, Georgia, through the preachers who came through, uh, Dr. Hancock and others, who preached your word well, but Lord, they also incorporated uh, the problems, the difficulties, the failures in their own lives and families. And that made a huge impact upon me. Um, and that's how a Christian should be. To not only give you the glory, praise, and honor when things are going well, but to give you the glory, praise, and honor even when things are not going well and to tell the truth about it so as to help other people who think that they're the only ones going through it when your Bible, your Holy Word tells us that is not the case. Lord, there are thousands of husbands who are in the ministry uh, who have a cantankerous and lying and stealing wife and, uh, and who do not have a virtuous wife and woman and mother. Uh, and uh, there are thousands of good, decent wives who have, uh, who do not have good husbands. For your word tells us who can find a virtuous woman, uh, and your holy word also tells us who can find a faithful man. So, Lord, uh, you allow things in our lives for a reason, and I give you the glory, praise, and honor, and in spite of that, your grace abounds because my wife and I have been married for over 34 years by your grace the American way and there are women and men who are saying you ought to just divorce her and go on with your life but that's not your way and by your grace and by the power of your Holy Spirit uh, with your leading me to raise the children uh, virtually by myself Lord uh, uh, the marriage and the family has been so successful based upon your holy word, that, uh, Lord, we're facing the emptiness, having raised all of our uh, children to the age of account, uh, not, we're well past the age of accountability, but to the age of adulthood and college education. So, Lord, I pray 
Uh, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I thank you that my baby son, my youngest son, will be graduating this year. And uh, he may not march until May, but he graduates this year. And then my baby daughter is, is uh, doing great. And she'll be graduating. There'll be seven children who have graduated from college, which is a miracle of yours. Uh, so all is well that ends well. And I give you the glory, the praise, and the honor for that in spite of uh, the demonic foolishness that I have to battle every day through my wife and through others. <clears throat> and so, Holy Father God, rebuke and bind the devil and the demons of hell and the satanic demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias. Lord, from my wife Marika White, cast out these demonic spirits uh, of Judas and Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias out of her life. And Lord, out of the lives of people in our family who have that problem on both sides, and we pray for the salvation of everybody in our family, and so that uh, hopefully one day we can uh, uh, see everybody in heaven. And so, Holy Father God, we also pray that you would uh, give us sweet victory over the world of the flesh and the devil today as we have this service and then we have a communion service as well and on this the first Sunday of July. <coughs> Pardon me Lord and Holy Father God I pray that you deliver us as your saints from temptation evil and sin Grant us your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to love right, to live right, to think right, to do right, to act right, and to do that which is pleasing in your sight. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. And Lord, I do pray that you would grant us your grace and your strength and the power of your Holy Spirit, each and every one of us, to pray without ceasing to humble ourselves, to pray, to seek your face, and to turn from our wicked ways, and repent of our sins, and get back to you our first love. We pray, Holy Father God, for the salvation of those who don't know your Savior, revival of those who do, and for the healing of the sick as you see fit, and for the comfort of the grieving around the world, in this country, in our local communities in our churches, in our families, and in our individual lives. And Holy Father God, we pray as your people help us to uh, depend upon you, confess our sins to you, failures and faults, and then Lord lift all of our burdens, cares and worries and anxieties and troubles and problems and fears from our hearts, our minds, souls, and spirits. Uh, Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would deliver us, Lord, throughout this day and throughout our lives from all distresses and afflictions, persecutions, uh, tribulations, troubles, trials, temptations, tests, and tensions. 
And Lord, I do pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would indeed, Lord, deliver us from all spiritual and mental, physical and emotional, family and financial, student loan debt, student progress problems, Lord, for all of my children and all of the children of this nation who have been hit with a plague pandemic. Uh, largely due to the fault of the so-called baby boomers and Lord they should not have to carry uh, that debt. We do pray that you will work a miracle and have it to be so that it is wiped away. We pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would uh, protect all people everywhere saved and lost, black and white and red and yellow from a housing crisis, a food crisis, a medical crisis, and a utility crisis around the globe. In your mercy and in your grace. And Holy Father God, thank you for doing so. Even though we're under your chastisement and rebuke in the church and judgment in the world. And Holy Father God, I thank you for it. Because we deserve worse than this, of course. And Lord, uh, for we have failed you, we have failed uh, this country, and we have failed the world, those of us who name the name of Christ. And Holy Father God, I pray on this day that you'll bless and protect all of my children, all of uh, our family, family extended, and we pray the same for all uh, people who name the name of Christ and even others who don't, that you would draw them to yourself for salvation. Protect us, Lord, today from ourselves, our flesh, and the devil, and from the demons of hell, and from evil people in the family, evil people in the church, and evil people in the world. Place, Lord, upon us today the whole arm of God. Surround us with the band of your holy angels and a wall of your holy fire. Cover us and cleanse us through the precious blood of Christ and make us to be whiter than snow on the inside. In Jesus Christ's name I do pray, please receive all glory, praise, and honor from such wretched people as we are, and uh, Lord, lift up your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, so that wretched people as we are will come to know your Savior, and help everybody to understand and realize that it is not us making salvation come to pass, but you. You've already done it. You've already paid the price. And so, Lord, help people to simply have faith in you, Lord Jesus, and get saved today at the hearing of the gospel. In Jesus Christ's name I do pray and forsake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in the Lord Jesus Christ, I have the high honor and the distinct privilege and the great pleasure to read in your hearing, Thus saith the Lord. At Proverbs chapter 8, verses 11 through 20, pardon me. Starting in verse or starting at verse 11. For wisdom is better than rubies, 
and all the things that may be desired are not to be compared to it. I, wisdom, dwell with prudence and find out knowledge of witty inventions. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Pardon me. Pride and arrogancy and the evil way and the forward mouth do I hate. Counsel is mine and sound wisdom. I am understanding. I have strength. By me kings reign and princes decree justice. By me princes rule and nobles, even all the judges of the earth. I love them that love me, and those that seek me early shall find me. Riches and honor are with me, yea, durable riches and righteousness. My fruit is better than gold, yea, than fine gold, and my revenue than choice silver. I lead in the way of righteousness in the midst of the paths of judgment. <clears throat> Shall we pray? Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for your holy word and have it to find a lodging place in our hearts, our minds, our souls, our spirits. Help us, Lord, to obey your holy word. Help us not to be hearers only, but doers in a very real sense. And Lord, help us to apply your holy word to our lives. Fill us with your Holy Spirit to not only do it, but to understand it and to comprehend it so that it will stick with us and so that we can meditate on it for your glory, your praise, and your honor. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family. And to the standing between the living and the dead, service family members, my beloved. This is Daniel White the third President of Gospel Light Society International with the White House reading, devotional reading of Charles Haddon Spurgeon's Treasury of David. This is episode number 156. Psalm 17:6. I have called upon thee, for thou wilt hear me, O God. Incline thine ear unto me, and hear my speech. 
I have called upon thee, for thou wilt hear me. O God, thou hast always heard me, O my Lord, and therefore I have the utmost confidence in again approaching thine altar. Experience is a blessed teacher. He who has tried the faithfulness of God in hours of need has great boldness in laying his case before the throne. Go ahead, Dr. Spurgeon. You're right about that. The well of Bethlehem from which we drew such cooling droughts in years gone by, our souls long for steel, nor will we leave it for the broken cisterns of earth. Incline thine ear unto me, and hear my speech. Stoop out of heaven, and put thine ear to my mouth. Give me thine ear, all to myself, as men do when they lean over to catch every word from their friend. The psalmist here comes back to his first prayer and thus sets us an example of pressing our suit again and again until we have a full assurance that we have succeeded. And that is so true. God will give you a peace in your heart about answered prayer before the prayer is even answered. And so may I encourage you again to have a little talk with Jesus and he'll make everything whole and right. Let's pray. Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for this devotional time and thank you for reminding us how that because of our experience of praying with you in the past and seeing you answer prayer and work miracles now that we're older when we go to your throne of grace we go with full assurance that you will hear and answer our prayers we have confidence Lord help other people who know you as Savior to have that same confidence in Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake Amen. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we now go to the family verses. The family segment, what I call the family verses. And we are on our last day in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 33. Nevertheless, let every one of you, in particular, God tells husbands, so love his wife even as himself. You say, preacher, how can you love your wife of over 34 years and she steals cashews behind your cashews behind your back, steals cake behind your back to the point of lying on her own children about it? Uh, well, first of all, 
I, as her husband, I'm dead. I know some of you don't understand that, but I'm dead in Christ in a very real sense. And he did that for me and worked that in my life many years ago. And so I, I don't get offended personally when people do me evil or wrong. It marvels people. It doesn't marvel me because it's not me. It's Jesus Christ living in me. That's number one. Number two, it is his love, not my love. Uh, I'm possessed by his agape love. If you're not saved, you don't understand that. And if you are saved, you understand that. And if you've been saved a while, you understand that. It's God's agape, unconditional love that God is referring to in this passage. Thirdly, I know also that the devil uses my wife because she's not saved to try to provoke something that will not be provoked because of Christ living in me. Uh, and because of God's agape love. So the devil and my wife are wasting their time to try to provoke an issue and provoke a problem. Do you have somebody in your family who the devil uses to try to provoke you? It's designed to keep your, uh, to get your mind and your eyes off of the prize of your high calling in Christ Jesus. Don't let them do that. You stay focused on what God has called you to do. Uh, you have family members who, no matter what you say to them, uh, is not going to alleviate uh, or do away with the problem that they, the devil has put in their minds. And you need to understand that you are far more mature spiritually speaking, than they are. And uh, after a while, by and by, if they're truly saved, they'll come and, and apologize and make things right. But only God can move them to do that. Uh, and so, so it goes with your wife, gentlemen. It's, uh, it's, it's not about you, it's about Christ in you, the hope of glory. And uh, and there have been times down through the years uh, under God's leadership, I've had to rebuke my wife harshly. And, uh, uh, and so she already knows what the deal is. And I don't have to uh, be as harsh now. But she loses privileges and benefits. Uh, when she does evil things like that, uh, taking heed to the devil and not to God. But the love does not change because it is God's love. And that's how you can love your wife through God's agape love. She may not like that kind of love, but that's the, all the love I have. For her, uh, for uh, any other woman, if another woman, uh, uh, God forbid, comes into my life after my wife dies, if that is, uh, uh, God forbid that happens. I hope to, uh, I'm older than she is, and 
I hope to die before her. But uh, uh, so it's not only her, any other woman. All I have is the agape love for you. I have some other kind of loves that come from God. But the love that will make me stay in a marriage of 34 years uh, with a liar and a thief, uh, that's God's love. That's not mine. That does not belong to me. Uh, and so you need to get some of that love in your heart. Otherwise, you're going to the divorce court. See, my, my children, Danae and Daniqua, and Danielle caught my wife stealing when I fell asleep, stealing from me. That's just not, as a Christian woman, a Christian man, you ought not to do that. You say, well, she's your wife. Is it stealing? Yes, it is, because we don't have it like that. We don't have that kind of relationship where she can do that. I do not safely trust in her. And you might as well just tell the truth and shame the devil. We don't have that kind of relationship. And if it's an issue with my daughters, it's an issue with me. They know that she should not do that. And if you don't have it like that, if you don't have that kind of relationship in your marriage and family, when you can ask for a cake or, or cashews for yourself, and leave other people's stuff alone, including stealing from your children, uh, then that's the route you need to take if you don't have that kind of relationship. You say, that sounds so un unromantic, uh, or whatever. I mean, you know, uh, how's your marriage doing? Are you still together with your first wife, first husband? Yeah, I mean, it's either you divorce uh, the devilish person, or you commit to God to keep your vows and as long as she wants to stay with you as the Bible tells you, you have to allow her to stay. I think it's better to follow God and uh, do it his way. My dad and mom had a far worse marriage and family than we uh, have had. In fact, our family, I think, is at least 80% better than, or 90% better than the family I was raised in. But I do thank God, as big and tough as I am, I never thought about my mom and dad divorcing, never, in my life. I never, I never thought about that. Oh, they separated a few times. My mother got huffy and puffy and, and blew the whole house down and left them and all of this kind of thing. She used to tell us, we can do better without him. This was back in the 60s when she told us this. But they never divorced. And I respect them for that. And I thank God they didn't. Because I do believe as big and bad and as tough as I am, I believe it would have left a hole in my soul. And I don't believe my children uh, have ever thought that we were going to divorce. And that's a good thing. That's a, that's a security thing. It's just not supposed to be you people who try on marriage like a pair of shoes. And some of you right now, you feel guilty, you feel sad, and you feel depressed and defeated because you fooled around and let the devil destroy your marriage and your family. And you're divorced, and now you got to go to 
your stepchildren's graduation and you got to go to your graduation and cry and boo-hoo that you were not there for the child and and the, your husband has another wife and you have another man, uh, Slick Willie, that the children hate and on and on and on and go. It's going to be a continual funeral for you and your spouse as you send the children back and forth from California to North Carolina and then you got to spend people with time with people in the holidays that you don't know if that's what you want to do you go ahead I don't want to do that your precious children got to spend Christmas with Bozo the Clown your wife's a new boyfriend or husband and you don't trust him you're afraid that he's going to molest your children. And then your, your, your precious children got to spend Thanksgiving with uh, Matilda the witch who tries to steal the hearts of your children. And all kind of, you don't know what's going on. And you, you can't even enjoy your Thanksgiving with your stepchildren and, and, and his family. Uh, uh, vice versa because you worry about your children and where they are and are they protected. So every holiday is a, uh, a part of the funeral. Every graduation is a part of the funeral. Why? Why is that? Because it is not to be. Somebody wrote, uh, I believe it was, uh, somebody wrote a book titled the, Thing, the Way Things Ought to Be. I wish I had that title. I wish I had that title for it. I can still use it according to the law. The thing, the way things ought to be. See, and, and, and I don't care how tough the way things ought to be. That's the way things ought to be. And you come out on, on top if you do it the way things ought to be according to God's word and God's way. It may be rough. It may be tough sometimes. But if you stick with it and you're faithful... And you stay with your spouse. And your spouse stays with you. And the other people that you might be attracted to, they stay with their spouse. And then everybody raised their own children in the church. And you don't start any swinging and lusting out there and lying about how that uh, he's not this anymore and she's not that anymore. And you just deal with it. And in case you're wondering, you say, well, now you said your wife lied to you and, 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 and stole stuff and has done it repeatedly. I guess, she, what is it, a kleptomaniac? <laughs> I just call her a sinner, a thief, and a liar. And you say you still love her. I, I'm telling you, I love her with God's agape love. I can't explain that to you. Is it, haven't you thought about divorce? No. Seems like to me that would be a deal breaker. That's what, that's the American way. That's a deal breaker for you. Uh, see, I made my vows to God. I didn't make my vows to my wife. See, so whether she breaks her vows or not, I got to keep my vows to God. And we're not talking about adultery here. We're talking about stealing my cashews and my cake that my daughter made me. We're not going to make a, a mountain out of a molehill. 
And in case you're wondering, you say, doesn't that keep you back from wanting to have sex with it? No. No. That, that has never been an issue in our, uh, our marriage life. If you must know, we had sex on yesterday. And may have sex again today. We're in our emptiness. And for 34 years, we have not been able to keep our hands off each other. As far as that goes, that has nothing to do with it. What, what love got to do with it? Huh? Well, it's agape love, you know. I mean, uh, when that need arises, that, that is taken care of. When that desire arises, that is taken care of. I don't, I, I, I don't understand why you people make marriage so difficult. Some of you people are so holy that you can't come off the mountain and have sex with your spouse. And you go weeks and months with the silent treatment, stupidity, and foolishness. That's the American way. You're mad at your spouse, you do the silent treatment. Which leads to the uh, no sex treatment. Which leads to being enticed and tempted by somebody else. Because that is a need. Okay, so so here's what I, I here's what I want to tell you: get saved, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and He will put a love in your heart that spreads abroad to your family first and to everybody else. The God kind of love is spread abroad in your heart. I cannot explain it. I, I can't. I can't. I can't explain. Listen to me. I can't explain grace. I can give you a definition, but I can't explain it. I can't explain how God draws people to Himself. I cannot explain how God will allow you to die to self. I can't explain that. All I know is I'm dead. I can't explain it to my wife, who tries to provoke me, and she just pokes and pokes and pokes, and she's poking a dead man. I'm not bothered by any of that. That includes my other family members who try to poke and poke and try to cause them. I, I, they, I, I believe they're shocked that I don't even, I'm not even thinking about that. I'm thinking about them in that way. When you have Christ as the center of your life, that's how you're going to be. I cannot explain it to you. You'll know it when you have it, and I know it when I see it. And the same thing goes for the, uh, the wife. The Bible says, And the wife see that she reverence her husband. Uh, and so what I'm trying to say to you, no matter what, she, what evil my wife does, it does not discombobulate the relationship. The relationship is intact. She may not have some privileges or get some things that she may want. For doing that, some kind of punishment has to be meted out. So that she will stop doing that. My rebuking her is a part of that. See. And my, my wife has never done anything wrong. Where I did not rebuke her. And sometimes very harshly. For the evil that she's done. Down through the years. I dealt with the situation at hand. I didn't wait and let it fester and grow like some of you people. And then you, then you have an outburst 
and you go running out the house and all. I've never left my house. For as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord up in here. She can leave any time she wants. Now, uh, the same goes for the wife. Was good for the goose, is good for the gander, I think somebody said. And the wife see that she reverence her husband. Doesn't matter what I do, her job is still to respect her husband. It's not her job to try to rebuke her husband, but respect her husband. It's not her job to try to tell me what to do. Her job is to obey what I tell her to do and that she submits to her husband and shows the utmost respect. What does that mean? How does that, what does that look like? Okay. Your husband is talking to you, wifey, and you interrupt and start running off at the mouth. That's disrespectful. Don't do that. Now, he hates that. Your husband, I don't care, unless he's a homosexual or something. He's a, I don't know what, I don't know how. But a man, you, he's trying to tell you something. He's explaining something to you. Or he's telling you what you need to do. Or he's rebuking you. And you run off at the mouth in the in misstatement. He does not like that. Now he's a nice, gent gentle giant. And, you know, won't say anything about it to keep the peace. So that you won't put him on the couch and all of that. But see, at every turn, if my wife ever did that, I told her. When she did do it. I told her, that's not how you address me. Here's how you do it. You say, excuse me, daddy. Excuse me, please, daddy. May I say that? Then we can operate. But you don't. You just don't burst out and say something while I'm, te I'm, I'm telling you something. No, no, to no. You say, what kind of marriage is a biblical marriage? You have the American way marriage where you can just, you people fuss and fight all the time. See, one of the, listen to me very carefully, men and women. One of the reasons why I did not want to have that kind of relationship, the American way relationship, where the wife has the right to fuss back and the husband and all that, that's uh, no one, that's unbiblical. It's not biblical. You won't do that on the job, you won't do that in the military. So, you don't need to be doing that at home. But one of the main reasons why I didn't want that is because I wanted my children to have a household where there was peace and joy and order. So that they would not, they would not be distracted from doing the great things that they did when they were with me in the household, which I have very fond memories of. Thanks for the memories. That's Bob Hope for you right there. I've told all my children that. Thanks for the memories. Because God, my wife did not do what I told her to do when my, our first child was born. I told her to her face. Your job is to make memories with this child. That was the first baby. And with all of your children. She did not choose to do so. 
So by the grace of God, uh, the children and I, we made great memories. And the greatest memory of them all, which still goes on today, is passing out gospel pamphlets and doing ministry together. Let me say something to all of you Christian parents. I only know of two other preachers who involved their children in the ministry in the words of my mom from the get-go. I know only two other men who did this. God led me to involve my children in the ministry from the get-go, from the time they were the, uh, I mean, could do anything, put on a stamp. My daughter, Danny, she would get mad at me for not letting, she'd be two or three years old, not letting me put on the stamp. She put the stamp on, and bless her heart, she'll put the stamp on in the middle of the envelope and everything, but I, we fixed it. And she helped, and she was glad to help. Especially when they have pure hearts, innocent hearts. Let them serve the Lord. The greatest thing that my uh, family and I have done is serve the Lord together. We're serving the Lord together today. From, from day one, from, first of all, from the time that I got saved, it's been all about ministry, getting the gospel out. When I married my wife, I married her to help me do so. To be a help meet. When she chose not to be a help meet and tried to hinder, uh, God uh, showed me what she was doing. And I had to take, as the children grew up, I had to take her hands off of everything. Because she was a Judas. And is a Judas to this day. She has a Judas spirit. It's demonic. It's nothing personal. I, I, I know you sweet evangelists can't believe this. You cannot believe this. You sweet evangelicals and you sweet Baptists and you sweet Bible folk. But you have a Judas in your life. You don't want to talk about it because you want everybody to think everything is so wonderful and hunker-dory with your family. And I hope it is. I doubt it. You liar. Uh, you need to tell the truth and shame the devil. We all are going to have Judases and persecution and people who go against the gospel. It's not against us. It's against the gospel. What my wife did was demonic. Messing up the programs and putting the wrong hymn numbers and all of that's demonic. She did it on purpose. See, the devil wants you to think there's no devil working through somebody to do that, but there is. You say, well, why didn't God prevent you from getting a wife like that? First of all, humanly speaking, I wanted a Jamaican wife because they do have some qualities uh, that some American wives don't have, like loyalty. Number one. Number two, I wanted to marry a virgin. And uh, she just so happened to be a virgin, which was rare during that time, and I'm, I'm sure uh, more right now, I didn't, as a, you said, what preacher, where you get that from? I got it from God. I didn't even know it was in the Bible that a priest ought not to have a woman who has been involved with another man. And quite frankly, I, listen to me very carefully. I guess it's because of my calling, I don't know. But he did not want me to marry a woman who was not a virgin. Now, being with somebody and having sex with other people in the past and all of that, and they were not virgins, that's one thing. 
But when, when it's time to get married, you don't want that in your marriage. I, to this day, don't understand why men want to pick up a woman who's been with other men. I, I don't understand that. As, as far as wifey is concerned. And some want to pick up women who have had five and four, six children, three children. I, 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 to me, you're, you're, you're adding problems to your life. But, you know, that's what they wanted. They're not called to preach like me, I guess, and to do what I have done. Uh, as being a, an evangelist, being a prophet, being a pastor, preacher, and all of that. So, I mean, that's God led me to do I don't know. I mean, I was not a virgin when I got, uh, when I was looking for a wife. And I was open and honest about it. But I asked women, all the women that I was seeing, I, that's one of the first questions. Are you a virgin? Because I didn't want to waste their time and waste my time, as far as a wife is concerned. And, and all of them told me, the ones who were not virgins, told me they were not virgins. They didn't lie about it. One lady tried to lie and said she was raped. I said, well, you know, it, that don't matter. It's still, you're not a virgin, though, are you? So, well, I don't need to hear all of that. Because that does not matter to me. I mean, it matters, but as far as what I'm trying to do right here, uh, that's neither here nor there. And I didn't believe her. And she was a model, beautiful. And the wife see that she reverence her husband, respect her husband, obey her husband, have the right attitude towards her husband. God speaks to both the husband and the wife in this passage. And so he wants us to truly be saved so that we can have the power and the uh, strength and the might and his love to do it. Because if you don't have God's agape love, you, you if, if you don't have at least one person who has God's agape love up in that marriage, that marriage is going to end in divorce. If you don't have Christ at the center, or at least somebody who is born again and saved in that marriage, you have no chance of success in this day and time. Your little human love, your little romantic love, listen to me very carefully and read my lips, is not going to hold that marriage together today. Even with children. Because we have parents today, like my wife has been for years, who don't even have natural affection for their own children. And if you don't have somebody in that family, in that marriage, who has God's agape love and the proper love and affection for the children, it's not going to hold. It's not. You can do whatever you want. You can talk about whatever you want. You can go see whoever you want to see. If you don't do what's in this Bible, it's not going to work. If you don't do it through the power of Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit and God's agape love, it's not working, Jack and Jackie. It's not. Look at my head. I'm telling you to your face, it's not going to work. All right. Let's pray for others at this time. 
other families and other people. Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray for the salvation of those families that are lost and don't even know you. We pray for the revival of those who do, and we pray that all of them will make a beeline to your precious holy word. You created marriage, you made marriage, and you, get, you have given us the rules for a successful marriage. And Holy Father God, we pray for the salvation of the lost, the revival of the saved, the healing of the sick, and the comfort of the grieving in this. Uh, draw them to yourself for salvation around the world. By the power of your grace, by the power of your love, by the power of your mercy, by the power of your Holy Ghost, Lord, I don't know exactly how you do it, but Lord, you did it for me, and I pray that you do it for over three million more. Uh, through this ministry alone and millions more, through other ministries, Lord, help millions come to know you as Savior, uh, as you have given us tools uh, today uh, that we can use to preach the gospel live and on demand around the world. And Holy Father God, we also uh, pray for all people who name the name of Christ. Have mercy and grace upon us as Christians and forgive us of our sins of disobeying your great commandment where we don't love you back. The love of many has waxed cold towards others and we don't love other people enough to witness to them or at least give them a gospel tract. And uh, we uh, have refused, therefore, to love people enough to obey your great commission. God, have mercy and grace upon us. Please forgive us of our sins and help us to repent. Lord, I know that you will forgive us. But Lord, uh, help us to truly repent of these ghastly sins. And Holy Father God, I pray that you will help us all to humble ourselves and to pray and to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent of our sins and to get back to you, our first love. And Holy Father God, we pray for all ministers of government, from the president to the police officers around the globe. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem and we pray for the salvation of the lost in these groups and the revival of the saved and we pray that you'll cast the devil and the demons of hell out of those lord who are so-called bad apples and we pray that you would remove them lord from their positions in the military as well and lord we pray in the name of the lord jesus christ uh, we pray that you would protect your christian people from persecutors in Nigeria, in America, in China, and around the world. And Lord, deliver them from their dire straits and give them your grace uh, to do your will, whether it is to live under it or to die from it. Let your will be done in all of our lives. 
And Holy Father God, we pray now, as we have prayed for the millions who are hurting from the coronavirus plague, Lord, we pray for a few by name. We pray for the family and friends of Albanian resident Dorina Dori Kelmendi. We pray for the family and friends of Oregon resident Marissa Sanchez. We pray for the family and friends of Nevada resident Thelma Flores. And we pray, Lord, for the family and friends of resident, uh, of Austria resident Luar Anderson. We pray for the family and friends of Kansas resident Shirley L. Cooley Gwinnip. We commit these souls into your hands. Let your will be done in their lives. And now, Lord, we pray for all of the people who have sent in prayer requests down through the years in the thousands, and we continue to pray for them that you would grant them salvation and spiritual family and life, financial and material protection and provision and mental and physical blessings protect them from the coronavirus, uh, monkeypox, and other plagues. And we pray that, Lord, you would grant us all your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to continue to pray. And, Lord, hear and answer all of our prayers. Help us to pray for them. Help them to pray for us. Help them to pray for themselves. And we pray the same prayer requests and blessings upon these new prayer requests that have come in. We pray for Nita. Please save and comfort Dr. Zelenko's family and friends after his, uh, I believe, sudden death. We pray for Marie Grace. Please place the strongest protection over her house and property. Deliver her from the gangs and give her new life. We pray, Lord, for George. Please enable him to devote his life to knowing you and concentrating on spiritual matters. Enable him to complete all tasks in his workplace so the auditor will be satisfied. We pray for his wife to realize that he loves her and obey, and that he, that she should obey and honor him. We pray for Pastor Bershebe. Please heal Timothy from problems with his prostate and kidneys. Please heal Melanie's eyes completely and bless the surgery. Please heal and comfort Dan and Evelyn after their mother's death and bless them with the money they need for support. And Lord, we pray for the people who have gotten saved through the preaching of the gospel through this ministry. And we pray for the thousands who have believed in you through the preaching of the gospel through this ministry. Help them all to stand strong in the faith and to grow in the faith and be the Christian disciples that you want them to be. We pray for Rama, Augustine, Abdullah, Richard, and Doreen. We pray also, Lord, for the people who have recommitted their lives to you, the thousands who have done so, along with these new ones, and few that we're praying for by name, Nalam, Cheer, Sabrina, Doris, and Jennifer. We commit these souls into your hands. Let your will be done in their lives, and Lord, in our lives as well. Now, dear friend, if you have not gotten saved, uh, if you're not yet a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, please understand with me that you are a sinner, as we all are, from the Pope on down, 
We all have broken God's Ten Commandments, such as lying and stealing, lusting after people and things, disobeying and dishonoring your parents, disobeying God by taking His name in vain. That's just five of the sins that we all have committed of uh, those of us of age. The Ten Commandments includes not committing adultery, that is having sex with somebody else besides your spouse, and on and on. That's just a few of the commandments that uh, are in the Ten Commandments. We all have sinned, the Bible says, and come short of the glory of God. We all have disobeyed God, haven't we? Second, accept the fact that there is a penalty, there is punishment <coughs> for our sin, always. Sin is very bad, not only in God's economy, not only in God's sight, but even in the sight of us as wicked, sinful human beings. We're all sinners, but yet we have to prosecute uh, others and judge others and put them in jail so that they will not continue to harm others in this world and even put some on death row. Let me just tell you something, though. you on death row. All judges are on death row. All police officers are on death row. All lawyers, all prosecutors are on death row. We are all on death row. We just don't know when we're going to die. But we are going to die. We're on God's death row. For Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death. We die because of our sins. Not because of a car accident. We don't die because of the coronavirus. We don't die because of cancer. We die because of our sins. And God wants you to understand that if you, if God is going to allow you to die because of your ugly, wicked sins, God will also, and that is leave this beautiful earth, and and die because of your sins you need to understand that God will also allow you to go to hell if you don't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ while you are living and the blood is running warm in your veins <clears throat> You must do that before you leave here. You need to get your eternal life insurance policy by believing in the Lord Jesus Christ who paid for it in full. You don't owe anything. He paid your sin debt. He paid for your eternal life insurance policy so that you will not die and go to hell but you would die and go to heaven if you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ right now. 
Now, Jesus Christ preached more on hell than anybody in the Bible. Jesus Christ preached more on hell than he did about heaven. And you need to know that. You say, preach, why do you preach on hell every day? Number one, because when I was growing up in church, nobody ever preached on hell. Number two, most preachers living today don't preach on hell. Never. And Jesus Christ preached on it more than he did about heaven. He preached on it more than any prophet or apostle in the Bible. So thirdly, accept the fact, dear friend, that you are on the road to the burning hell. Jesus Christ said in Mark 9, 43 through 48, And if thy hand offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter into life maimed than having two hands to go into hell into the fire that never shall be quenched. Where their worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. And if thy foot offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter halt, that is, as a cripple, in a wheelchair, on crutches, into life, into heaven, than having two feet to be cast into hell. These are the words of Jesus Christ. Into the fire that never shall be quenched, where the worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. And if thine eye offend thee, pluck it out. It is better for thee, that, that means that if you love to look at pornography, Pluck your eye out. It is better for thee to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye than having two eyes to be cast into hell fire where their worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. Jesus Christ preaching on hell. You just heard his words. Preaching on the bad news of hell. Why? Because you need to, you, we're so wicked, we need to understand the punishment that is ahead for us if we don't repent and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ or believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and repent of our sins. The bad news is, my dear friend, you're going to hell, preached by none other than Jesus Christ. But here's the good news for you, preached by none other than Jesus Christ. When he said the most loving, most wonderful and most important words ever said in the history of the world. Jesus Christ preached the bad news and the good news. And all of his preachers should do the same. Because most of us will never understand the good news if we don't understand the alternative bad news. Jesus Christ said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, that is, in hell, but have everlasting life, that is, in heaven. That is the good news. All you have to do is believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled, and died, and sacrificed his life on the cross for you and for me. He never sinned in word, thought, or deed. But he died for you and for me, was buried and rose on the third day. He is the sacrificial, holy, pure Passover lamb of God who took away the sins of the world, your sins and mine. 
And all you have to do is believe in him according to him. Just believe in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ. Church membership will not save you. Giving money to the church will not save you. Getting baptized will not save you. Simply believing, like Jesus Christ said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him, that means to trust in him, to have faith in him, whosoever believeth in him should not perish, that is in hell, but have everlasting life. Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins, went through hell and went to hell for you and for me, was buried and rose on the third day. That is the good news. He paid for your ugly sins and my ugly sins through an ugly death, the worst death any man has ever experienced in the history of the world. So he paid your sin debt. He paid the price. All to him we owe. So just simply believe in him today. Believe the gospel, the good news that will save you from the bad news of hell. Right now, at this moment, pray with me the sinner's prayer. For the Bible says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Let's pray right now. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Let's pray the sinner's prayer. If you are believing in your heart right now in Jesus Christ, pray with me this prayer and mean it from your heart. Holy Father God, I admit that I am a sinner and that I have broken your Ten Commandments. I have committed crimes against your throne and heaven. And I have done it repeatedly in your sight. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon my soul. Please forgive me of all of my sins, my failures, and my faults. As I now believe in you, Lord Jesus Christ, with all of my heart, I believe your holy gospel, the good news that can save me from the bad news of hell, which I do deserve. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my wretched soul today. I know I don't deserve to go to heaven. I know I do deserve to go to hell. Have mercy upon me, a sinner, and save my soul today. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to truly repent of my sins and to turn from my evil ways and to follow you in the newness of life.
In Jesus Christ's name I pray and forsake. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you believed in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, the King of kings, and the Prince of peace, if you believed in your heart in Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day, allow me to say to you congratulations on doing the most important thing in life, and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ, please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my book titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said in John 10:9, I am the door by me. If any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Dear friend, if you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today, please email us at dw3 at gospellightsociety.com and let us know. We have some free material that we want to send you to help you to grow in the faith and be the Christian disciple that God wants you to be. Also, if you have a prayer request, please email that in to us as well, and we will pray for you until you tell us to stop. Until next time, my beloved, God loves you, we love you, and may God bless you real good today. And make sure for those of you who are saved, you pray without ceasing. You meditate, you read the Word of God, and you meditate on it, and you obey it. I double-dog dare you, for those of you who are saved and you're going through, have a little talk with Jesus, and He'll make you whole and all right. Okay? Do that throughout this afternoon. If the Lord tells is coming, we'll be having uh, our communion service this evening at around 6 o'clock. And if you uh, have not taken communion, you're not a member of a church, or uh, you're in between churches, uh, make sure you have some grape juice, Welch's grape juice, or Kadeem grape juice, or a red dry wine, no sweet wine. Uh, and make sure you have some uh, Jewish unleavened bread and uh, join us for communion at around 6 this evening central time 7 eastern time I believe around 4 pacific time so we'll be glad to have you spread the word and uh, if you have already taken communion in your church this month then you don't need to take communion with us but you can join us uh, but if you have not taken communion in a while and you are a Christian, you need to make sure you confess your sins and repent because God does not play and he has shown that. So let's all stand for our closing prayer. Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We praise you and we thank you once again for being with us today. Thank you for what you have done. Thank you for what you're doing. And Holy Father God, we pray 
Uh, and we thank you for allowing us to preach the gospel. Thank you for the souls that have been saved, the Christians that have been encouraged, and we pray that you'll help all of us who name the name of Christ to pray without ceasing. Lord, prepare us for our communion service this evening, and Lord, bless and uh, anoint that service as well, and save those who are lost in that service as well. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. God bless you, dear friends. Until next time.